As bad as it can get, it's temporary. No matter what you are going through, it will not last. And it might take some time, but things will get better. Hello, hello, this is Virginie, and welcome back to the podcast, Happy, Fit and Strong. Today, I will do a special episode. It's a mini-series that I will call It's Temporary, where I will talk about how to survive a toxic and abusive relationship and what I learned from an abusive relationship. So I want to talk about things more personal, share my experiences, and more importantly, what I learned from it. Because I will be really, really happy if I can help or send the courage or give hope for people who are in this situation of domestic violence. As you know, if you follow this podcast, it happened to me. And I know only my experience. I know that a lot of people went through way more than me. Like, a lot. You know, maybe it's my purpose to share and help someone. I want just to warn you that you can be a little bit triggered if you have been in this kind of relationship or if you are going through this kind of relationship right now. It can be hard sometimes to listen over stories But also, it can be good, it can be helpful, it can be hopeful for you to hear what other people went through and how they get out of the situation. And it's important for me to show that hope exists. Though for sure, if it's too triggering, just don't listen because this podcast is here to help you and make you feel happy and make you feel that everything is possible. And I will not want to give you too much trigger or activate bad memories. It's temporary because everything in life is temporary, right? The good, the bad. But whatever you are at, you can always make change. And you can always get what you deserve if you believe it and if you trust yourself. So let's start. I was in an abusive relationship. I didn't notice at the beginning, but it was really, really abusive, like mentally, psychologically, and financially. I have two kids with that person. And when we moved to the U.S., we moved all together, also with my other two older kids. And suddenly, everything changed. I get isolated, and everything that I was confused by made sense. Well, I should say that everything didn't make sense anymore. Like, I could see all the red flags. Like, suddenly, OMG, I couldn't accept that anymore. I couldn't accept certain behavior, and I could see it. Now, when I look back, I'm like, I should have seen a lot, a lot of red flags and probably never moved in another country with an abusive personality. But the fact is, when you are in the abusive relationship, either you denied it, Or either you don't even realize it because they are so powerful that they make you believe that you are the problem and that nothing is wrong with them. And they know how to confuse you and how to play with your mind. So you cannot realize how fucked up is it until you become really, really very alone and super stuck. So now for sure I can see the red flags because I'm aware of them. But it's not easy where you are in the situation. You know, in France, we say that when you ride a bike and you are the head in the handle, you cannot see the truth. 
you know, it's easy to see a friend being abused than to accept that you are in an abusive relationship. So at this time, I didn't see any red flags. Or maybe I saw some, but I was like, yeah, it's because he's stressed out or it's because he had a lot of things to do. In reality, I was finding excuses and even worse. I was always doubting myself, questioning myself. And little by little, I lost all my confidence because repeatedly I was hearing that it was my fault, that I was not good enough for anything, being a wife or a mom. I was hearing every day that I was never enough. So I started to believe it. I started to, to think, oh my gosh, am I, am I enough? And it became like a huge, huge, huge confusing bubble. And, you know, you have the life, you have the work, you have the kids. And like a lot of people abused, I was losing myself. You are in these things and you don't know anymore how to react because things can really escalate very, very fast. And you are not sure anymore if you're right or wrong to think that you are with an abuser or that his behavior is not right. Anyway, if the question comes to your mind, it's because the answer is that you're right. He's an abuser. Because otherwise, you will never question yourself about it. You don't know if it's an abuser or not because everything is manipulation. Like every single thing is manipulation. You have no clue, but they are 10 steps ahead of you. Like they planned everything. So you don't know the truth anymore. And they always minimized what they are doing to you. And they always said, it's your fault. Oh, it's someone else's fault. It's never their fault. They always blame you or someone else, but never there. I should do an episode with the, all the red flags and example to explain to you what it's look like, you know? So let's keep going on the story because what I want you to know is how it's important to never, never, never give up and be patient. Because, you know, anything can happen in this kind of relationship. Like, it's really, really hard to be in this kind of relationship. But it's really, really hard to get out of it. And to get out of the desperation and the situation that we can have to face when we want to end this kind of relationship. So I moved to the U.S. and everything was under his name because he was the owner of the visa. And suddenly, I had nothing left. And yes, I was concerned, but it was like logical to put everything under his name. Manipulation and trust. Why in earth you will not trust your husband? This person is supposed to want what is good for you. So I think in France, when I was living there, I could access to my own money and my family was there. So in one way, I think it was like being careful. Not to go too, too far. But yet, he did manipulate me. Uh, for example, he did manipulate me to isolate me from my friend, to make me cut off a lot of my friends. At the beginning, he was um, accepting them. And after, slowly by slowly, he was starting to say things that he noticed. And things that he heard, that they were saying behind my back. And he was saying these things 
and he was like, how you say in English? And he was insisting, saying, you know what? I will never accept that you stay friend with someone who's doing that to you, that someone will talk to my wife like that. So I don't want to see them here because I don't have to accept that. And, you know, he was making valid points, but this valid point were on fake information, on lies. Because if it was the truth, for sure you will cut off friends that they are not nice with you. But he was using that and pretending when I say, okay, I will confront them. And he was like, no, it's childish. You should like ignore them and stop talking to them. And all these people, that's all they do. They manipulate the truth and they always pretend that is for your greater good. And that is because they care so much about you. Like so much they care about you. It's sarcastic. They don't care about you at all. Like be sure. Be sure they don't. They care only about themselves, unfortunately. So back to the story. I came here with all my family and everything went completely south. Like because suddenly I heard things like I heard him talking. I didn't know that I was there in a room. So everything cleared up and I was seeing all the lies and I get horrified. But at first I tried to talk about it because I wanted an explanation, which I learned it's a huge, huge mistake. Like they don't care. They will just increase the level of abuse to protect themselves from being discovered. So first they will put it on you. That we say is a misunderstanding. And that we try to make you feel like shit, that you are paranoid, that you don't understand nothing. If you insist, they will make up stories blaming someone else. And if you insist, that's when come the threats, the blackmails, the insults, and more. They want to shut you down. One day, I decided to say, stop and to leave so in my head easy peasy we will have a discussion we will divorce or we will get separate we will share the kids custody period but i was living in another country so we have to figure it out this visa things a lot of people they get divorced but they they just separate and they just live in different houses and they just keep going like that you don't have to make a big drama about it because you want what is the best for your kids. Yeah, what I didn't know and what I wasn't expecting, it's when you want to live in an abuser, it's when the hell starts. Like you think that you were in hell, but when you start to not play the game and question his behavior, and if you don't surrender, you become the target to eliminate. So that's when it became more and more violent, whatever is mentally, emotionally, or physically, because they will protect the image they create for the world at any cost. Their image is everything for them. So if you want to get out of the relationship saying what you are going through, you are becoming the enemy. He tried to make me sign a paper saying that I just wanted to leave because I met someone else which was not even true. And he wanted me to sign a, um, a contract where I was saying that if I was saying to anyone 
that I left him because he was an abuser, I will have to pay $100,000 to him for defamation. Isn't that crazy? Like, just the fact that he wanted me to sign this paper is a proof that he's an abuser. When I uh, find an attorney and I show him the contract, he was like, that's not even something that we do, you know, in a divorce paper. Because I tried to have a friendly divorce. I didn't want drama. I just wanted to leave. I just wanted my peace. Anyway, unfortunately, you become the enemy. And when you have kids, they don't hesitate to put the kids in the middle of the battle and use them, weaponize them to hurt you. So when I announced to him that I wanted to leave, so first he refused. He said that I was just manipulated by friends, that my daughter was turning me against him. He was saying that I have mental problems, that I was violent. Remember, this kind of person, they always say that you have a problem, not them. But during all this conversation, negotiation, I never see any sign of someone who was listening or understanding. Like, that was crazy. I don't know. I think it's, it's normal to want to explain yourself and be heard. But this is all the problem with a narcissist. They cannot hear you. The only person who can't are them. And until you understand that, you stay stuck because you want to keep giving excuses and giving chances. And you questioning yourself about what you are doing wrong and you want to do the best. You want a good se separation. You don't want a bad divorce. You don't want drama, right? But they never question themselves. That's the problem. So after all the attempts to try to put me down or shut me down, because he saw that I will never surrender and that I was making my mind to leave and that I wanted really to, 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 to divorce, came blackmail and threats. And he did go super far. And let me tell you, he never, never showed any signs of regrets. Any. Like, it's unbelievable. So first, he took the passport of the kids to make sure that I will not leave the country with the kids. And two, he started to play the victim in front of his associate. And I didn't even know that. I discovered that, like, years after, that he was playing a game, arriving at the office, pretending I was hitting him. Isn't that crazy in the head? Like, he was creating proof against me on hearsay. Which is crazy, right? And at the same time, he threatened me to not renew my visa because it was the time where we have to renew the visa. So he threatened me that he will not and he showed me proof. He said, look, I talked to the attorney. He will not renew the visa. I called the attorney to confirm and he didn't. He didn't renew my visa and my, and my daughter's visa. And he was threatening me every day. He was saying, you have 90 days with your kids. You have 80 days with your kids. You have 12 days with your kids. And I was like panicking and threatening me to never see my kids again. And why can he can do more than that? I'm a mom. I will have never, never leave my kids. And I was freaking out. I was so frozen. I was like, no, he will not do that. And I will not say all the things that he did at the house. I was followed every day. If I was leaving the house, he was calling me. 
So he was preparing all this stuff in my bag for months. But I didn't see anything. He put camera everywhere. He took all my resources away. He was giving me just money to do the grocery. And I couldn't drive the car. If I was driving the car, he was calling me constantly. He put camera everywhere. I have to do FaceTime to show where I was at. That was really, really insanity, like crazy, crazy. Even he put microphone because sometimes I was talking for, with friend of with my daughter. He was calling me like instantaneously to say, why you say that? I was receiving text. Watch yourself. Watch what you're saying. It was really crazy. So when he decided to cut off my visa, I, did, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. And um, so I tried to talk to attorney, but I didn't have any resources, you know, to pay the, the first visit. And I went to the police. I went to the embassy, the consulate here. And they all say, you cannot live with the kids because if you live with the kids, it's kidnapping. So you have to not leave. Anyway, I couldn't because I didn't have the passport. The police officer told me, you should go to the court ask for an emergency divorce and an emergency custody hearing and take the kids, ask the judge to ask him to give you the, the passport back and go back to France. Yeah, no, because the day I filed the divorce, the day after he sent me with a restraining order and he won. That's the worst thing that he won this restraining order against me. It's another long, long, long story. So anyway, I decided to stay during all this period of time. I asked what kind of visa I can have. And they say you can have a visa for a domestic violence victim. But I didn't report him on time. And when he did the restraining order, a lot of attorneys were saying, oh, you know what? You will not have it, so don't waste your money. But it's not my fault, you know. I did what I think was good at the time I did. I finally report him. And I think it's my weakness. I am always seeing the good in people. And I was always thinking that everything will be okay. I was always thinking that it will never go so far because I'm the mom. You know, how you can do something like that to someone. But I was wrong. <laughs> I, I apply for over visas and I get granted. And finally, an attorney that I, I was recommended by a friend uh, say that it will be tricky because I have a late report and the restraining order, but that it can be okay. It's worth the risk. And you will not believe it, but the universe got my back because at this precise moment, he started a shit show again and he wanted to cancel my visitation with the kids and he put me in court like five times and he called the police on me eight times and the social services, whatever. And he was denied all the time, except at the police station when the kids were supposed to come with me. They were not coming and that will be for another story because that story, that story, oh yeah, I need to tell you that, but uh, not today. That was like the best story ever. So anyway, I didn't want to get to give up. And when he did his restraining order, I was thrown in the street, literally with nothing. But I, I stayed because I wanted to show up to 
every visitation because technically the judge didn't um, sustain the violence to the kids. I was the caregiver, so I got visitation. And I could see my kids, even if it was like not a lot, because I didn't even have a house, but I could see my kids. So he tried to put me on court and he was calling the police on me. And it was a blessing in disguise because all these police things make my case for my visa application because the police saw through him and they testify for me. They have to sign a paper saying that I was abused and they did sign it because of everything he did after the restraining order. That was unbelievable. All this story to say that I just received last week and it's been freaking five years that I'm here, surviving, creating my life, trying my best, trusting the journey and doing everything I can do, like literally doing everything I can do to survive make the most of it because I I didn't went through all that just to survive. I went through all that to live a beautiful life. So even though I did all the little job that you can imagine, but I received the notification that they granted me for my work permit, which is a huge, huge, huge thing for me. Just the idea of the possibility to get out of the struggle. I am feeling right now super happy. And I wanted to share that story with you because it's a good reminder that everything is temporary. Because I waited for such a long time. You know, I was stuck here, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and wondering when the good things will happen, when it will come, if it will come. But I didn't, didn't, didn't stop to believe. I never stopped to trust the process. And every day, I put myself out there. I put myself in a positive mind. I always showed up for my kids, for, for, for life. I always fought. And I always stay on my two feet, like straight. And not always, always, because some days were super hard. And yes, I did cry and I cried a lot sometimes because it was really freaking hard here. And I didn't have all the resources like to, to improve. Like sometimes it was really hard. Some days I was counting a, every single penny, but I made it a wonderful journey. And just when I received this news, like I, I was feeling like, oh my gosh, it's a reward. Like you have no idea. Like just to be able to work is a huge, huge step forward. And I don't know yet what I will do because I want to keep doing what I love. I want to keep building what I start to build. Like I want to keep my podcast running. I want to publish my book. I want to make more videos, fitness, empowerment. Like it's really something I'm passionate about. And I don't want to give up on that because it's been five years that I'm building that. But I'm so happy because it's a new step. And I really believe and feel so good that the universe, God, have my back. And even if it took a long, long time, I think it was the time where I needed to grow up and I needed to learn. 
And I learned so much about everything that right now I know that I will never accept someone who treats me like shit or demiss me or make me feel nothing or make me feel unloved or make me feel not wanted. Also, I know how strong I am. And is that something? I think my heart is still full of love. It's not sour. It's beautiful journey, even if it was hard and long and it's not over. I'm excited for this new chapter right now. And all the possibilities are open. Like, sometimes I'm like, what I will do? Because all the possibilities are open. So I want to tell to everyone here listening to me, listening to a part of my story, that everything is temporary and that if you want to change something, it might take time. It might scare you and it might be hard. But don't doubt yourself because you can absolutely do everything. At the end, you deserve to be happy. And you cannot be happy if you feel dismissed, diminished constantly. And when you feel alone in a relationship or when you feel scared in a relationship, that's not a relationship. You deserve to be happy. And I want you to, to, to know that it's not your fault. That unfortunately, when your path cross the path of this powerful person and when they take everything out of you, it's not your fault. And you can do whatever you can and you cannot make them change if they don't want to change. You can just work on yourself. And that's the best lesson that I learned. Like you have to work on yourself. And maybe it will be hard. I, I, I will not say it was hell. Maybe it will not stop right away. But there are solutions out there. There are people that can uh, support you. You can find help. Like they have a lot of um, groups that they can help you. I know you can find help on the internet, online. And, you know, I'm still dealing with bullshit sometimes. And it's that way that you become like stronger and you become more resilient. And it's unbelievable because when you take care of yourself, your soul, your happiness, your peace, when you take charge of yourself, like mentally, physically, and when you never stop believing and hoping, good things happen. When I received this message, that was really, I cannot even measure the amplitude of what does that mean. That means that anything is possible. And that's something I'm repeating all the time. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. But like technically, anything is possible right now. And I can do whatever I want. Just remember that and that you can do anything. And I know it's scary, but you are strong. You know what they say? You are strong as you want to be. So decide to be strong and decide to fight for your happiness. And it will come. Like I promise you. I hope you like this episode because it's really, really hard to talk about this topic. And I have to tell you that I record this podcast a lot of time. It's the third time I record it. The first time a problem occurred on the recording and it was like my voice was doing noise like that. The second time, I bad, I forgot to press the button recording and I was halfway through and it's like 
do I have to post this podcast or not? Is that a sign of the universe? Honestly, I don't know. So <laughs> if I can get through the editing, I will post this podcast and I hope that someone we can find um, strength and that he can help you and, and that you love it. Don't hesitate to rate this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I will really, really appreciate it. It's really important for me. And don't hesitate to chat with me on my Instagram at Virginie Fit and Strong. Thank you. Thank you so much. Keep smiling. Keep believing. Keep hoping. I love you. Bye-bye.